Good evening, everybody. How are we doing for this Around the Ropes YouTube exclusive? Now, if you guys have been watching our show for a while, you guys know we've had on a lot of the ring announcers between the states of New York and New Jersey. Obviously, one of them is our own co-host, Ryan Peterson. Others have included Mike Falvo, Rich Reed. The list goes on and on. But the guy who's joining us right now is somebody who I've been wanting to get on for a while since we've been going on this whole list of trying to get on every ring announcer. He works for various promotions, including Titan, American X, House of Glory, you name it, he's there. The one, the only, Mr. David Adams making his debut on the On Rose podcast tonight. How you doing tonight, sir? All right, David Adams here. I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for having me on the Around the Ropes podcast. We've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm glad that we uh, met up in Hamburg and we set this up. So thank you for the opportunity and the platform. Oh, it's my pleasure. But let's get actually going, because that's one of the promotions that you actually work with. What was it like coming back for that night for, with that with the American X? I know it was their first show back in a couple of years. It was great. I I had gotten a message from a Jared a couple of weeks prior. They they were saying that they were transitioning from Outbreak back to American X Wrestling, and they and they wanted to go back to the original old school vibe. And I was the original American X Wrestling ring announcer from six seven years ago. And uh, that Hamburg Fieldhouse is a real special place. I mean, I watched tons of like VHS events for WWF territory days and stuff. And it was just a cool venue. I loved how they uh, brought back the feel of the bad guys come out of one locker room and the good guys come out of the other locker room, heels and faces for those that have a little bit more of the knowledge of it. And it's cool. I mean, it's just a real old school vibe. Uh, Kevin Kelly's on board. And that was his thought process. Let's bring back the old school vibes of this historic venue. And I mean, they said the ticket count was over 500 fans. And I've, I've announced in that building with 100 fans. I've announced in that building when only 15 fans showed up when there was a hurricane, but they didn't want to cancel the show. So, you know, we did it in front of like, you know, ourselves basically. And <laughs> to have 500 plus people packing that venue, a very budget friendly atmosphere, bleacher seats, $5. You could get second row, you could get a four pack of second row seats that came with vouchers for your whole family to have hot dogs and sodas for like 60 bucks. I mean, in this day and age with inflation, I mean, they have it down. It's family friendly. It's budget friendly. And the wrestling was phenomenal. I, I enjoyed my experience. Oh, yeah. And it was actually my first time there in that field house. And when I walked into the first thing I said to one of the guys I was with was, I have old school vibes right now. Like I have that old school, like Ric Flair, NWA type vibes. Yeah. And I, it was it was definitely an interesting show. It was also interesting for the fact of where our table was because we actually had a table that night. And we, I, it, folks, if I tell you that I didn't plan for us to be literally dead center of everything, it, it just worked out that way. But I totally agree. I thought the atmosphere was great. Uh, one of the guys I know I want to get in with you from that show was John Schuyler, who made some pretty intense. Uh, yeah, he pissed off a few people that day. Yeah, and he made me piss my pants. I'm the the dude. I mean, this dude is wielding a a chain. This guy is unhinged. This guy puts his hands on Kevin Kelly. I mean, this guy was already coming off of a suspension. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty sadistic. Um, I'll gladly stay professional and I'll always announce him when he comes to the ring. But yeah, I'm going to get the hell out of the ring and let him do his thing because people are paying to see him kick butt. They ain't 
paying to see me announce him. So yeah, he's he's quite the uh, performer in a good way and a bad way. Um, I mean, there is a certain type of positive vibe that you get from somebody that is that intimidating because people want to see what he's going to do next. And I think he knows that, but he also has to know that there's rules and there's protocol and guidelines. And I mean, he's really, I mean, he's given AXW <coughs> no choice here because I mean, he's a potential moneymaker. He's the guy that can put asses in seats, but you start putting your hands on authoritative figures and stuff. I mean, you're not going to last very long at any company. No, I don't care if you're WWE, AEW. The second you put your hands on an official, you're you already pretty much wrote your ticket out of the company. Yeah. But I mean, with him, what I also liked with him that day is I know because his table was right next to where we were. Yeah. He didn't come back out again until everything was done. And I was like, wow, this guy. It's very rare that I've learned, you know, being a part of this industry that you see people who stick to who they are, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this guy isn't playing a bad guy. This this guy's a bad mofo. I mean, he's legit, and there's a reason why they want to book him on the card, but, I mean, mean, with the rules, and I I don't know what his uh, fate is going to be at AXW. I don't know what what lies for his future, but certainly uh, we'll have to – Show up on February the 18th at the Story in Hamburg Fieldhouse. Tickets starting at just $5, if I didn't already mention that. And it's a pretty good deal. And let me tell you something. I've been to a lot of indie shows. This place, by intermission, I've been to shows where they sold out of food and drink before the end of the night. This place sold out of food and drink by intermission. They came to me like, we have nothing left to sell. We we don't have Gatorade. We don't have water. We brought plenty in. We sold it all. So. The, the fans came with money, and there's something to be said about if you don't charge a lot for the tickets at the door, they're going to bring money and spend it on other stuff. So, um, yeah, make sure you get your food and drink before intermission because I know I was a little thirsty, and I couldn't even get a Gatorade at, at the second half. So, yeah, kudos to our <laughs> loyal fan base in a tight economy, definitely uh, making AXW a company to talk about in 2023 and beyond. And especially the fact with at the next show, there's actually going to be some big names who are oh. going to be there. It's going to be good. Bullet Club's going to be represented in the house. Uh, you saw that announcement. Why don't you tell them? I don't want to take over your podcast. I, I heck, Leo will be there. Uh, Earl Hebner will be there. Uh, Notorious Mimi, I know, will be on the show. I think she will be there. She'll also be on the show, she, she, if I remember correctly. The redneck chick, Izzy McCoy, who was victorious in that arm wrestling battle against uh, Corey Cross after she defeated two jabronis from the crowd. She goes and takes him on, and I mean, this guy jacked the women's championship. Uh, something tells me that if he shows up with that women's title, and he, they got two women in the ring, Corey Cross better watch his butt. But oh. yeah, it'll be good. And also, folks, they also announced that Hikaleo, I think, is also doing ringside photos. Yeah, a ten dollar photo op by the house photographer. As many people as you want in the photo for ten dollars total. And the money goes to, I believe, the Children's Cancer Research Foundation. I mean, yes. I'm actually going to ask my wife. I'll give $10 for that, and we can get a cool ringside photo with him as well. That, that'll be awesome to get a little going on and stuff like that. And yeah. th- I love when they uh, use their skill set, and then the money goes to a more than well-worthy cause. Oh, I, I totally agree, and especially with the fact that Hikaleo is like, you know, six foot eight. You can fit enough people in there and still uh, – Oh yeah, it's still getting enough people, but yeah. definitely, folks, go check them out. Go check out American X; they are great guys there. 
definitely want to give them a shout out. But another company that you work with is another company who I happen to have been to their three year anniversary show recently, and that was Titan. Yeah, Titan Championship Wrestling Monsoon. That's the uh, every year. That's the storied anniversary name. Uh, Monsoon. The name itself started as a rib many years ago. One of the co-owners, Charles Delutri, we would always call him Monsoon, uh, like Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Name kind of stuck, and that was, and that was even when we were all part of SWF before Titan branded off on its own. And then that name Monsoon just kind of stuck in. They used it as the anniversary name. So there's a little quick uh, tidbit of information for anybody, the little behind the scenes information. But yeah, um, I'd like to know, what was your feedback? Did you enjoy your experience at Titan? Oh, I, I loved it. I loved, and you're going to laugh that my favorite match that now, actually I had two favorite matches. It was the main event of Rick Recon and Anthony Gangone. And the other one's actually one that may surprise people. Give me Blaze Haram and Steve off any day of the week. Yeah, Blaze Haram and Steve off. They and, and they were put in that spot where they opened up the second half. And um, this brand new Mob Fi TV American Championship, for many people that are not familiar with the Titan brand, uh, Titan Championship Wrestling, you can see all of their events for free, usually within a couple weeks after the live event. We have a, uh, there's a free app that you can download on your mobile devices called MobFi TV, M-O-B-F-I hyphen TV. You go on your Android or your iPhone. It's totally free. You can do it on your computer. Um, and, and you bring it up and there's all kinds of like independent television on there. But if you go to like sports, I believe it's under entertainment as well. You'll see Titan, Goddesses of War, the all-female brand that's being relaunched in a couple weeks actually. And also uh, Funhouse Wrestling, which is which is another sub-brand within the culture of Titan Championship Wrestling. Um, you can see all, all, all the events for free. They got Monsoon up there within two weeks. Sometimes it takes a month, month and a half, you know, depending on the on the editing uh, guy's schedule. But they got Monsoon up there within a week after the live event. So if you haven't seen it and, and you want to see what all the buzz is about, check it out at MobFi TV. Once again, free to download the app. And yeah, Blaze Haram and Steve Off, two ring veterans that brought it. Uh, Blaze Haram used to be the hardcore champion. He said no one was at his level in the hardcore division. So at Mount Olympus back in November, he took the title and he threw it in the garbage. And he's like, no, I don't want this title. A couple months went by. He, he picked up some singles wins and kept doing his thing. We didn't hear anything. But then we had uh, Mikey and Marcus from MobFi TV um, introduce this title during a press conference on Facebook Live. You can see that press conference on our Titan Championship Wrestling Facebook page. And this title is beautiful. And basically, they had a presentation to Blaze Haram. Blaze Haram, as it turns out, made a deal with them where he was trading in his hardcore title for the Mob Fi TV American Championship. But he renamed it the Mob Fi TV Arabian Championship. So uh, him and Steve Off had a good battle. And Steve Off got first dibs at that at a, at a crack at it. But... It was Blaze Haram with a little help from his Black Dragon stablemate, Rick Recon, uh, uh, picking up the victory. Uh, the referee was focused on the shoulders and, and didn't see that Recon was holding Steve Off's feet on the ropes for extra leverage. So maybe they rematch down the line, maybe not. Oh, well, all I know is this. The other part also was how many of them tried to do a move off the top rope and were afraid they were going to hit their heads on the ceiling. <laughs> well, it was funny, yeah, because I was, I was thinking the high flyers were going to do it. 
but it was actually a move with the big guys. I think it was during the five-way match to determine the number one contender to that mob fight championship, ironically enough. Uh, one of those ceiling tiles definitely came down, and uh, eh, that's why there's a security deposit on the building. You take a couple bucks out, you shake hands, you make nice with the venue. They know what they're getting into when they rent us that building. It's already got low ceilings. Titan is not, is blessed enough that we have the tall boy uh, posts for regular venues, and we have the sh and we have the low boy posts for buildings like that. And even with the low boy posts, that positions the the ring maybe two and a half, three feet off the ground instead of like four or five feet off the ground. Even with the low boys, yeah, it was definitely some of the athletes were definitely working their skill sets to not hit the top rope. A lot of the high flyers that normally go off the top rope for cross bodies were doing it from the second buckle. It's all about being the word professional, professional wrestling. If you're a professional, you'll find a way to make it work throughout any kind of obstacles that are thrown at you. Well, I, I, it's safe to say that one tile did take a bump that night. It was just one, though. One. Yeah, I know. Yeah. One bump. Yeah. But, no, I, I mean, overall, I mean, it was a phenomenal experience. And, I mean, I'm coming all the way off from Long Island, and I made the trip down. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, and if the fans are new to it, um, if you like women's wrestling at the same venue, the Brick Township VFW in Brick Township, New Jersey, I believe the date is February 25th. Uh, it's D65 promotions run by Kevin Nasta. Kevin Nasta has been put in charge of relaunching the Goddesses of War brand and all women's uh, brand of wrestling. And there's going to be a 16 goddess tournament. And originally, we were going to have the Goddesses Championship defended as well. But unfortunately, Adina Steele at another promotion, you know, she's a battler and she fractured her clavicle, her collarbone. So she's going to be out of that action for, you know, an undisclosed amount of time. And of course, everyone at Titan Championship Wrestling wishes her a speedy recovery. But the show must go on as it is in pro wrestling. And she, you know, she was stripped of the title because we still have a business to run. And Kevin Nasta said now this... DC D365 Cup Tournament, 16 goddesses, and the winner will now walk out of Brick Township, New Jersey, the brand new Goddesses of War champion. Plus, we're going to have two people that have been showcased on television, AEW standout Nyla Rose and former NXT standout Notorious Mimi going one-on-one -on -one as well in a non-tournament match. So, I mean, this is pretty good stuff. I mean... This is going to be a strictly all-female card. I'm not booked on the card. My broadcast colleague, Alphonse Stevens, isn't booked on the card. They have a female ring announcer, an all-female broadcast team. They're doing it legit the way that they want to do it. They want to keep it all women, women's revolution. The strength in women's pro wrestling has never been stronger. And this relaunch could really be something that puts Goddesses of War, you know, sets them aside from everybody else and really makes them... Um, you, you utilize that platform to keep the world buzzing about what Goddesses of War is all about. Oh, and absolutely, folks. Uh, if you want to go back, we've actually had a couple of interviews recently where we've had on Kevin Nasta, we've had on Amanda, the Amazon. Actually, Amanda was on our live show that we do every Tuesday night, and Not we just we actually just had Kimmy Sokol on, who's going to be doing commentary yeah. for that show. So definitely, folks, if you want to go check that out, you can go right over to our YouTube page. We have all those videos up there. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think they actually took the video that we did with Kevin, and it's actually up on Goddesses and Titans' Facebook page as well. Yeah. 
It should be a very good event. If you want to support pro wrestling, support women's wrestling, check that out. Titan-championshipwrestling.com for tickets. I don't know. I totally and folks definitely with who's going to be in this in this tournament with all the names of people like Christina Marie, J.C. Storm. Uh, I obviously mentioned before Amanda the Amazonian, Amanda the Amazon. Uh, go down the list: Tara Calloway. You name it. You're not going to want to miss this event. But David, I want to actually get into what got you into being a ring announcer. So for the, so what got you? What was your first? moment into pro wrestling let me put it that way well i mean it starts as, as young as like five years old and other pe people who've seen me on other podcasts i mean it's always been the same when i was like five i mean i'm watching superstars of wrestling saturday mornings i'm not really watching cartoons i'm watching howard finkel in the middle of the ring i'm watching the superstars beat up these nobody guys and what we call squash matches or enhancement matches and i just i just love the look of howard finkel he was you know he had the tuxedo. He had the voice. He had the confidence. And I just remember as a kid, I mean, I would grab hairbrushes and shampoo bottles. And I remember setting up like teddy bears and any stuffed animals I had as like a crowd. And I was always trying to yell over the announcer. I remember living in an apartment as a kid and you could hear the neighbors banging on the walls because I was probably being too, too loud at like, you know, nine o'clock in the morning. But I mean, that's really what I enjoyed it. And, and I always, I always envisioned, I would love to be a wrestler. And I did attempt to be an amateur wrestler in high school. Um, I'm, there was probably people that were worse than me, but there are certainly millions of people better than me. I, I wasn't that good. I mean, I, I, I wrestled all four years and I, I was on the JV squad pretty much all the whole time. And as a reward, I got two varsity matches um, my senior year. I got to, you know, I could technically be, I can say I'm a varsity letterman. I mean, but I'm not an athlete. I mean, I enjoyed wrestling. Um, my coach was realistic with me. You know, I wanted to make varsity and it just wasn't going to happen. You know, I got beat. You know, they gave me an opportunity to like fight for it and I got butt kicked. But um, I won. I, I went one and one on varsity. Um, my my one win came by way of forfeit because the other team didn't have so many in my weight class. So I got the win. And then the other match I got, there's something called technical fall. I, I basically got thrown around like a ragdoll for six minutes while this, you know, short stocky guy that ended up placing like third in the state just, you know, put me on my shoulders for six minutes. And I lost like 18 to three. And I think my three points were because he was so annoyed. He kept letting me go for the escape. But I just, I wouldn't get pinned, basically. I wanted to prove I could go the distance. And I never, I never remember being so blown up in my entire life after getting ragdolled by this guy for six minutes. But then my coach comes over to me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, coach. He goes, why are you sorry? He goes, you didn't get pinned. You only gave up five points. You didn't give up six points for the team. He goes, you busted your ass. And then he told me the realest thing that anybody's ever told me when it came to that. He goes, mm -hmm. he goes, I wish I had 100 guys with your heart, but I wish you had the athletic ability of my state champions. So it was like, you know, wrestling's always been up here. I'm Einstein. But then the muscles come out, and I'm like a string bean. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, some, you know. That, so I've learned over the over the years, hey, if I want to be in this business, be in the profession, I always wanted to be the announcer. And I was like, all right, it's not going to happen with these little pythons, brother. But yeah, I'll use my knowledge up here and uh, make myself useful in other aspects. And I mean, I just celebrated my 12 year anniversary. And um, I, I mean, a lot of talent have told me that they appreciate all the work I do for them to help get them over, tell the story, you know, 
I get a little crazy on commentary sometimes, uh, and people like my ring announcing. So, I mean, I found a way to stay relevant in wrestling without, and the reality is that I'm a shitty wrestler. I don't know if I can swear, but yeah. David, you can swear. You can swear. There you go. You, you can have that moment marked in time forever. I said it. <laughs> but obviously, like I said before, you know, I've seen a lot of, I've met a lot of ring announcers. And the one thing I give you guys a lot of credit for, and I said it to Ryan Peterson, I said it to Rich Reed, I'll go down the list of all the ones we've had. I feel like you guys become the most underrated part of a wrestling match. Because it said, I like that though. Because essentially, the way I look at it, you guys are there to set everything up. Yes. And it's like, okay, well, it's like, you know, you have to, it, I mean, yeah, all you're really doing is introducing them, but it's like, okay, for the people who may not know, it's like, okay, well, this is who this guy is, and this is who this guy is. Okay, good. And then if they're good enough wrestlers, they tell the story from there. So I, I want to say that to you because I said it to all the other ring announcers who I've met in the last year and a half. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I like, I like that you said we're, we're the underrated part because we're not there to overshadow the wrestlers, like you just said. Most fans are not paying to see the ring announcer. I've been given great compliments by fans because I know they're there to see the legends and they're there to see this these these hungry, you know, athletes that are just putting their bodies on the line. And the best compliment I ever got was that fans will buy general admission tickets and they will pick seats that are closest to the commentary table so that they can hear us while they're watching the visual in the ring because they said it adds like a mo like a movie effect where we're the narrator. They don't have to look at us, and they might turn around once or twice to wave, but for the most part, their heads are focused on, in the ring. They can hear us, and it enhances their experience that they paid $20 for or whatever they paid for a ticket that night. And to me, that was cool as shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this means the fans get it, and I'm doing my job properly, and and I'm not, I'm not taking away from their experience, making it all about me. But they go home and they're like, yeah, that was really good. And I've been told by people, yeah, you know, like when, when I go to other shows, I don't have as good of a time. I enjoy the wrestling. But when I hear you, I know I'm going to have a great time. So I'm like, that's pretty cool, too. So, yeah. No, and I totally, like I said, like I said, I've met a lot of ring announcers. I've seen a lot of ring announcers in action. And I'm even missing the ones that are out by me out here on Long Island with like full faith wrestling and yeah. all them. And I commend you guys for what you guys do, especially when it's the heart of the summer and you can't walk in there in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and you're sweating your ass off. So I have to commend you guys for that. Well, luckily, as you put some years in the business and you do outdoor summer shows, if you talk to the promoter the right way, you can usually adjust your wardrobe accordingly. Because ask Ryan, me and him have work summer shows. There's no way that we're sweating in suits, man, because... I don't know if you were you at the Legend of Hamburg con convention in July. No, I wasn't. I was the MC along with Destiny. We were co MCs of this, and I decided people were like, "Dude, you don't gotta wear the suit." And I was like, "I want to look good." I had this sequin jacket. You know, I wore the I, I wore the button up. I didn't wear a tie, but let me tell you, I was so hot in that building, <laughs> and I ended up getting like heat stroke. And I I told Jared, I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "I just." I asked him for my envelope and I just took off early and, and my wife, she just took, we put the air conditioner on and yeah, I was like, so in the summertime, lesson to other announcers. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't wear the suit if you don't have to. Cause they were the whole time. They're like, dude, you can wear like short sleeves. You can wear shorts if you want. And I just wanted to be David Adams, but you know, uh, and when, I, 
Titans convention shows up there in September. Luckily, it'll be a little cooler, but I think I've also learned my lesson and, and I'll tone it down a little bit. So depending on the atmosphere, you can definitely get, I've announced in, in shorts. I've announced if you make it like American Spirits, one of our shows, I can wear like a red, white, and blue wife beater type of shirt with shorts on. It totally, as long as it goes with the flow, put the fanny pack on, keep a cold water in there. Yeah, you guys gotta you gotta dress for success and also dress to survive sometimes too. I, I totally get what you're saying. And another promotion I know you work very closely with is House of Glory here in yeah. New York. They they're one promotion that I look at them and I go, when all of a sudden they announce who they have, I'm sitting there going, Wow. Um, their former tag team champions have been actually talked about a lot lately, right now in the wrestling world. Yeah. What was what's your fondest memory working with the Briscoes? I mean, everybody knows they're great in the ring. Just my fondest memory is the stuff the fans don't see. Just backstage, cool, chill, down to earth guys. These big name dudes that just they're just they're just dudes that you would go have a beer with. Just cool guys, you know. And to lose Jay, just I mean, I, there's no words for it. Um. I mean, when House of Glory returns in a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do something to honor Jay's memory. Uh, it, 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 it's, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it too much, but it's more yeah. like a year that um, I, I was blessed to announce these guys, their, their whole House of Glory tag team title reign that was pretty much most of 2022. They faced some amazing teams. Uh, their most recent appearance there was in December. You just, you never know in this world. And, and that's when um, they they took on the homegrown team of main event. And um, yeah, like I said, they just good dudes. They brought their whole families with them, all the kids. And yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, it's a horrible loss for the wrestling community. And my condolences go out to their family and loved ones. And, you know, all the, all the wrestlers that work with them for 20 plus years, I mean, I'm just this lucky ring announcer that's known them for a very short period of time in comparison to some of these legends that, you know, they not only did they work with them, but they they, they, they rose on the ranks of professional wrestling with them, working with them, working against them, uh, putting the putting their craft out there. And I mean, I mean, I don't think anybody will argue with me that the Briscoe brothers, top three tag teams in the world, no doubt about it. No. Uh, you put them on, dude. Inside, I'm ringing the bell. I'm watching. I'm watching the action from you know eight, ten feet away. Their timing, their confidence, the precision. Yeah, I mean, it, tag team wrestling is a whole different art form. And one of my highlights every show, not, not just ring announcing for them, because obviously I'm in a blessed position where that's a great job. But just getting to have a front row seat in front of the guardrail to watch them hone in on their craft um, that they love doing so much, and just the way that that the fans respond to them, the way that the locker room talent responds to them. And they just, they, you know, they, they know how to handle it. And, and Jay's going to go, go down as one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, and Mark, as we're filming this, Mark's going to be wrestling against Mr. Lethal tonight on AEW. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of emotions pouring in for that. And the world and the wrestling world's going to, going to watch it and everybody's going to claim tomorrow that they were cut, cutting up onions. They weren't crying, but I assure you, you'll be crying a little. And, oh. uh, yeah. I mean, it's really all I want to say about that. Um, it just it's a horrible loss. And, uh, you know, watch the Briscoe brothers matches, watch the DVDs, go on YouTube, just watch some of their greatest matches and enjoy 
craft that they've put on for the fans for 20 plus years. And I can't wait to see, you know, Mark Briscoe's going to be in the ring. He's going to channel the, the, those emotions and he's going to honor his brother with class and style, like always. Oh, yeah, no. And I totally agree. And the last thing I was just saying to Briscoe's before and we'll move on from this, to me, my probably my favorite rivalry they had was their most recent one with FTR. Yeah. I mean, that the fact that that wasn't on network television, uh, that's a damn shame right there. But yeah, um, I, I, I could watch those guys wrestle every week. Like that right there. When I talk about precision, and there you go, FTR, they're right there in the top three tag teams in the world. You know, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even say, oh, the Briscoes were one of the best tag teams. The Briscoes are one of the best tag teams, and their legacy is going to live on for generations because they just had a connection with, with the fans. Like FTR has a connection with the fans. Once they were utilized properly, FTR became the grip, you know, one of the greatest tag teams that everybody knew they were destined to be, not just. WWE superstars. These guys are global superstars now, and any person's lucky to have them. Yeah. I, don't, I totally agree with what you're saying. Got a couple uh, less, you know, couple sure. less questions here. In your career of being a ring announcer, is there one guy that you've announced for that you pinch yourself on that it's like, holy crap, I can't believe I announced for this guy? Yeah, I mean, I'm not big on the name dropping because. Once you get to a certain level of professionalism, of professionalism in this business, you know, when I first started and I got to announce names, I, I would mark out and be like, hey, but now it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you, if you want to make it in this business, like I not, I'm going to make it in this business. You have to act like you've been there before. It's like kid act like you've been to the big leagues. But yeah, I mean, I have to say I got to announce Ric Flair before. Absolutely. One of the greatest honors. He wasn't wrestling. I announced him to the ring. I gave him one of the best intros. I ripped it open for him, and he and I I, I was uh, doing commentary with Sam Roberts at the time, and I didn't hear what Ric Flair had said, but Ric Flair, I, I believe he said, hey, man, I got to bring you on tour with me. That was the ongoing <laughs> joke. I was like, man, I wouldn't be able to last one night on the road drinking with Ric Flair, man. <laughs> done. I'd be having one Zima, and I'd be passing out by 9 o'clock. But, yeah, um, that, that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, match-wise – I did get to, for one weekend, I got to be the local house announcer for some Impact Wrestling tapings. And and two of those nights were at the ECW Arena or the 2300 Arena. And the main event on night one was Tommy Dreamer versus Rob Van Dam. So, yeah, so yeah that one was pretty cool. Um, I buckled in tight and stayed totally professional for that because that, that gig paid well and you never know where that's going to lead to next. But you know, even driving home, I'm like, this is crazy. I at the ECW arena to announce these two in a main event and the match was epic. It, it was so good. And um, yeah, that one that definitely stands out. And I mean, anytime, like I said, I, I got picked up by house of glory right in their inception and amazing red was always one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing in the TNA pre impact wrestling days, but in the TNA days, just stuff like that. And I caught a lot of his stuff on the independent scene and he was 10, 15 years ahead of his time, the moves he was doing at the time, they're like, you know, pretty standard cruiserweight moves now. And I really always really enjoyed uh, announcing Amazing Red. And now that I get to I, I get to work over there with, with him and Brian, who own the company, um, yeah, it's definitely always a blessing if I get to uh, announce a match of his. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the list could go on and on. I think the first name I ever announced that really made me pop early in my career was Bret Hart was doing – 
just an appearance and he got on the mic to welcome everybody. And I remember giggling on the inside going, you know, I announced Brett Hitman Hart. And that was a pretty cool one. Um, but, I mean, anytime I get to announce any of these wrestlers, it doesn't have to be TV talent. There's so much hungry talent that's going to be on TV that just hasn't been put there yet. I mean, just so much, so much energy, so much detail, so much enthusiasm and so much passion that these independent workers put into it. Uh, like you were just saying about Titan, that main event, two people that I'm very fond of, Anthony Gangone and Rick Recon, two guys that, you know, it's just a matter of time before they're on TV full time. And guys like that, that put so much pressure on themselves and, you know, they're their own biggest critics. And no matter how many times people tell them, oh, you had a great match, they're always going to find something that they know that they could do better. And I think when a professional can break down their stuff and they can accept criticism and they can understand what they can do to make the next ma match better. That's called being a professional and you're only, you're, you're only as good as your last match. And, you know, you know, a lot of people get, com get complacent and they're happy with where they're at and that's good. But I think even me, every, every time I announce a show, no matter how good people tell me I, I do, I'll go back and I'll watch the matches and I'll find like a timing mechanism. I think I can do better and I keep it to myself and I just try and, you know, focus on that for the next time. So I really just, you know, I'm, I'm humbled to be part of the business and anybody that takes the pride in their craft and really strives to want to be a professional, those are the people that, you know, really mean the most to me. And when I get to announce them and then they even tell me, you know, private messages, hey, I really appreciated that entrance. I think you really enhanced uh, uh, my spot there. And, you know, that's really what I want as well, because um, out of what do I want out of pro wrestling? I think everybody wants to get signed. Everybody wants to make that money. But if I can't get that, I, I want the respect of my colleagues. I like to go to any independent show, whether I'm booked or not, and people treat me with respect because they 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 know that I've brought something to events in the past. And um, yeah, I like that feeling. Uh, I I totally get what you're saying on that. And last question: I know everybody always says, uh, you know, that if they were you know being a ring announcer, they'd love to be a ring announcer in Madison Square Garden. Or like when the Staples Center was still around out in LA, something of that nature. But for you, what would be your dream arena to ring announce in? I mean, they're all pretty, pretty damn good. But um, honestly, I I would love to announce in the Tokyo Dome to be like an English-speaking representative ring announcer at the Tokyo Dome. It could be for New Japan. It could be for any Japanese-based promotion. But um, if I could share the same spotlight with some of the greatest Japanese uh, talents in the world, I would love that. I mean, that's not solely where my goals are at. Like I said, uh, I have a lot of goals. But, yeah, anything. And, of course, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, that would be amazing. But, you know what? And on the independent scene, the Mecca of independent pro wrestling, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, I've never announced in that building. So that's the Mecca. That's the Madison Square Garden of the Indies. So one day my goal is to announce in that building because a million promotions run there and they've never announced there once in 12 years. And it kind of just bites me right in the rear. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I've been in that building quite often. And I'm sure everybody has. I've been there once with my wife to check out a uh, to check out an event just as spectators to support the boys and girls. But yeah, and that was the night where Teddy Hart was there. So if Teddy's in the building, it's always going to be an entertaining night. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But again, David, I appreciate you hopping on with us tonight. It, sure. This has been fun. Definitely going to have you on again. Awesome. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, though, anything you'd like to promote? Any events you have coming up? Where can people find you on social media? Go right ahead. 
um, is this airing live or is this taped and it's going to be taped and going to be uh, put up uh, probably tomorrow or within the next couple of days? Yeah, I mean, come support House of Glory Wrestling beginnings, a Friday night event, February the 4th, 8 p.m. bell time. We're back home in Jamaica at the House of Glory Wrestling Arena, the NYC Arena, HOGWrestling.net for tickets and information. It's called Beginnings is the name of the show. And it's going to be one heck of a night. If you haven't been to a House of Glory event, come check it out. And I'm sure we'll pay honor, pay homage to the late, great Jay Briscoe at that event, former House of Glory Wrestling Tag Team Champion. And yeah, um, of course, like I said, Titan Championship Wrestling returns as well. I believe it's March the 24th from the Bayville EMS. We're going to be doing a joint show with Funhouse Wrestling, a benefit to raise money for a cerebral palsy. Um, it's going to be a fun event as well. Come check it out. And you can check out my Facebook page, David Adams. Instagram, David Adams here. Twitter, I don't really understand Twitter, but I have one because, you know, everybody's got Twitter. And that handle is Voice of the Ring. But other than that, come see me at a show. Come support indie wrestling. And, yeah, remember, if you don't come to, to, to the shows, how is this sport ever supposed to keep evolving for the next 500 years? I totally agree on that. But, guys, definitely go check out David Adams. He, I put him on the echelon of ring announcers in the state of New Jersey. Well, thank you. And for David, I'm John. This has been a YouTube exclusive for the Robin Loves podcast. Go hit the subscribe button for us. Definitely catch this video and any previous videos we have, including our past shows, which includes the show that you see right below our heads called the On the Ropes Podcast. And I, I, we will see you guys on the next one. And February 18th, AXW from the historic Hamburg Fieldhouse, AXWTIX.com. Get your tickets now. What he said. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Peace out, everyone.